First, as more and more of us are starting to travel again, the headaches of traveling are back. Heading to the airport, there's warnings about delays at passenger screening at major airports, including in Toronto and in Vancouver. The Greater Toronto Airport Authority warned passengers to, quote, pack their patients. Well, Vancouver's airport issued an advisory saying passengers flying uh, are told to come early. Make sure you're ready for delays. Here's what some passengers were saying when they got there recently. They were still shocked. This is insane. I, I, I travel all the time out here to see my grandkids. We stay 10 days. We spend lots of money. We come to the airport on time as requested. And then we line up for a zillion miles. Why? Because somebody can't hire somebody? It's crazy. Very long line. They say about 40 minutes wait, but it looks like more than that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little frustrating. Wasn't expecting it to be at all like this. <laughs> they say it's a staffing issue. I don't know. <laughs> well, there you go. People still surprised at the lines. You know, welcome back to traveling. Uh, the Canadian Air Transport Security Authority, which is the federal crown corporation responsible for all passenger security screening, is experiencing ongoing staffing shortages. Well, we wanted to find out more. So Teamsters Canada represents a thousand of those security screeners across the country, all of them that you'll run into at the airport. And joining me now is Catherine Cosgrove. She's the Director of Communications and Public Affairs at Teamsters Canada. Welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Ben. So what are we witnessing at, uh, at major airports in terms of screening delays? What's the problem? I would say the, the, the issues that we're seeing at airports across the country, or most of them, are with regards to a lack of planning, resource planning. Um, from People were not ready for what was about to come, and uh, we uh, approached the Canadian airport Transportation Security Authority um, to ask CATSA um, to ask them halfway through the pandemic when we started to see that things would be picking up again, say, hey, shouldn't you be hiring some more staff? We're going to get busy again and we'd like some training so that uh, our members can fully carry out the different responsibilities that they need training for. And there was little response. And uh, so now what we're seeing is just an afflux of people who are starting to travel again and not enough people available to do the screening. So what happened was, although they didn't lay people off during the pandemic, they didn't hire to replace any people who were leaving. And there were for many different reasons. Um, and so now we're faced with, with the result of it. And, and this level of understaffing is one that we see in a lot of service sectors. Uh, but in airports in particular, it ref it's reflected in the screening agents. It's reflected in um, the more senior people who can give training to onboard people within these um, screening authorities. It's uh, people who give credentials. Once you get security checks, the, the airport authority needs to give credentials. The people who staff and give the credentials out aren't as available. So there's a backup there. And um, so there's, it's, it's across the board pretty much. And training a new person takes about six weeks, uh, plus your security screening from the, from the um, Transport Canada. So it's, it's not something that can be fixed um, with a, a Band-Aid. What are you hearing from, from your membership uh, in, in that specific space? Uh, are they frustrated by, by, because they are on the front lines of this, of course. 
They are frustrated. They're uh, tired. There's a lot of workplace fatigue. I mean, we're, we all talk about it. We all feel it with the pandemic. Um, but in their line of work, because of the understaffing, they're also working through breaks. Um, they, in some provinces where mandatory overtime is mandatory, they actually ha- get 30 minutes notice and find out that they have to keep going um, for another full shift. Um, and that's something that's not very attractive as a workplace. And even if they do have or used to have relatively good salaries with benefits, um, once you're being pushed to the limit as you are in terms of long working hours, uh, you start looking around. And there are other a lot of other employers that are paying good money and with better working conditions. And what we're seeing is, is a result of it. So what's your sense of, of what's happened here? You mentioned, of course, that they, there, were, there was no hiring. Are you also seeing people leaving? Are you seeing sort of a, an attrition or people not wanting to apply to come in? So we have seen an attrition rate of about 10 to 30 percent, depending on the locations, uh, which is fairly significant, frankly. That's 30 percent is massive if you're trying to replace those people. That's that's huge. It certainly is. And what happens is that, you know, as with any form of attrition, you lose all sorts of employees and sometimes you lose the more experienced ones who are the ones who are able to provide training and resources and guidance and um, stability um, to the teams themselves. Um, So it's, it's unfortunately it's a ripple effect that just keeps compounding itself. You mentioned it earlier, but if you could walk me through it a bit, to bring in a new screening agent, you, you need a whole system in place. And, you, and what you're saying is that that system has been depleted from, from top to bottom. It has. So on one hand, a uh, screener would normally go through a six-week training. Um, so they're paid, for example, they could be paid $21 an hour while, while they go through six weeks of training. Upon completing their training and um, being certified, they, their salary would go up to $24. Um, and so they complete the training, but they also need to get, um, so we need trainers who, who may be missing. We also need a security clearance from the government um, who looks, there's, there's a background check, but there's also a, an actual security clearance from Transport Canada. Now, the applications for these um, security clearances are given by um, the airport authority. Transport Canada does the actual background checks. We're missing staff at those levels as well. Um, so a background check can take anywhere between one month and six months. Um, depending on, you know, the person's history, if they've traveled, if they have family abroad, a whole gamut of circumstances. Um, So you really are faced with, you know, delays and more delays. And in the same way, once you are at the airport, for example, um, passengers face this compounded um, aspect where they walk, they go to the counter, and they wait at the airline's counter. Well, the airline had laid off their staff. They didn't even keep them on. They laid them off. And they wait and lay on the ticket counter because they haven't been able to, to hire back efficiently yet. And then um, so they've waited longer, which creates a bottleneck by the time they get to security. Everyone's trying to get on a rush flight that are all leaving at the same time. And they're going through the screening. And, you know, we all have a bit of brain fog as well with the pandemic. I am guilty of having left a bottle of water in my bag. And I went through screening, yes, at Toronto Airport, 
last week and I did it. Um, I left the bottle of water in there and, you know, was extremely horrified when the screener took it out and said, you have a bottle of water in here. And I knew I wasn't supposed to, but I, I just, you know, chalk it up to not having traveled for two and a half years and having been kind of zoned out like we all are with the pandemic these days. Did you find the same waits? Were you were you surprised at how long you had to wait to go through screening? It actually was pretty swift, which is, you know, on the other hand, why I do encourage people to just look at the wait times. It is a good, uh, it is a good indicator. Uh, I was extremely lucky going back and forth. Um, I have a colleague, however, to come to Toronto this week, uh, waited two and a half hours in line at the Vancouver airport um, to go through screening. So it's, it's a challenge, uh, which I understand. Um, At a lot of the second tier airports, though, the smaller airports, We're not feeling that type of of crunch, but um, there are still issues with regards to overtime, to fatigue, um, and um, there will be issues as we begin to ramp up more travel. The difference is a lot of the smaller airports haven't picked up their, their travel levels yet. I'm speaking with Catherine Cosgrove, Director of Communications and Public Affairs for Teamsters Canada. We're talking about long delays at airports these days to go through screening. Uh, We've been talking about why that is. Catherine's mentioned that uh, there were warnings given to CATSA uh, midway through the pandemic to ramp up, to be ready for when people started to travel again. Uh, But instead, there has been uh, not the kind of hiring or at least the kind of training and hiring that might be expected knowing this was coming. After this, we'll talk a bit more about what needs to be done to try to see if we can't bring these lines down. Down, these wait times down uh, in the near future, because it will have a ripple effect across the travel industry. Suddenly people who are looking forward to traveling again, suddenly see long lines at airports and worry about what that might mean. I will be back with that. Speaking with Catherine Cosgrove, Director of Communications and Public Affairs at Teamsters Canada, but long waits these days. Teamsters, of course, represents uh, airport screeners, amongst others. Uh, but long waits at airports these days to get through screening. Part of the problem, of course, is understaffing. Uh, an attrition rate, Catherine was mentioning earlier, between 10 and 30% at some airports, um, which is huge. And how do you attract people back? Because they're desperately needed. So that must be, there is the, the, you know, the long wait question, Catherine. What needs to be done now? to try to see if we can't reduce these wait times and get more staff so that staff aren't working as much and there's more of them? Well, certainly, uh, I, I believe at this stage, uh, Ben, a lot of the the um, the first uh, armor that we're going to need is patience because <laughs> none of right. these problems are going to be solved um, from one day to the next. Um, certainly, what we need to see is um, some more collaboration uh, between uh, the uh, employer, um, CATSA, and uh, employees, ensuring that at least the employees that are there feel valued and welcomed for the work that they offer. Uh, they were essential workers. Um, even if there wasn't much travel, they did keep the borders, uh, did keep the, the airports open during the pandemic. And um, they need breaks like everyone else. And, and certainly being able to offer basic conditions are one option. Uh, I can't go so far as to say what the solution that the employer uh, will bring to the table. I know that there's a lot of 
um, segmenting in the work and the way that the qualifications are offered um, for specific segments. So you have to reach a certain number of points um, or, or credits of, of training per month or done a certain amount of, um, of type of work. So there's, there are silos within the organization of work. I'm not saying that that's the solution, um, but I'm just saying that that's, that's one area um, that, that certainly is, is clearly causes issue. Uh, another one may be even just um, the type of um, reprimands that are given. If someone misses an object going through, and we know that that is their first duty, um, but is it normal that they be taken off the job and moved to an administrative function, just um, checking the boarding passes um, for a month and instead of being able to do something else that would be more valuable to the overall uh, com- to the overall team and, and effort that's being made. Is that still happening in your, as far as you know, Catherine? Are people still being reprimanded that way, even though there's short staff? I mean, obviously security. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So this is something that uh, I was speaking to a representative today, and this is something that's still occurring at this very moment where, you know, as a um, reprimand for for having missed an object, which can happen, there's still, um, they've still coming up with archaic solutions in terms of, um, indicating that the person did not quite meet the the um, the level of, of performance that was expected. And maybe there's different forms of, of arranging things so that the person can still contribute. Are you satisfied now that there's been so much attention paid to this problem? Are, are you satisfied that things are in motion to change things or are you still seeing more of the same? Are you being listened to in other words? Well, there certainly is pressure uh, on CATSA to act, and I, I think that it's it's a good pressure. It can be a very good thing. Um, the question is, um, will there be a tendency to put a Band-Aid on the solutions and say it's fixed until there's further pressure and then you have a... Um, water main leak that's, that's a lot more significant than, than a Band-Aid can fix. Um, so I, I'm, my one concern is that um, some of the more medium-term solutions that could be brought to the table and that will help um, truly make this a better place to work and more efficient um, for everyone are, are not may not be considered right away because they do not bring the dividends that that are kind of flashy and and shiny and and always nice to announce in press conferences such as for example what 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 do those look like i mean i've seen those press conferences but what do they look like um uh, they could you know indicate that they were going to give a, a a spree of hiring bonuses for example i mean that that's great don't get me wrong i don't can't blame anyone for accepting a hiring bonus but we've seen this in other industries um because this isn't the only industry facing labor shortages right now um so one 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 proposal that we've seen come around quite often lately is oh we'll give you a signing bonus if you stay with us for x amount of time um, which is fine, but it doesn't, you know, it won't solve the problem, but maybe it'll get the media out of, the, out of your way for, for a few months until something else goes wrong. Catherine Cosgrove, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ben, for having me.